Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A pair of sixes? It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to... Wow, News Radio. I'm your TV guy, Brett White, and I'm also a senior reporter producer for Decider.com. And we are still in the quarantine era of the podcast, which is the new normal. Uh, but more importantly, we're episode 99, which means episode 100 is coming, which means, you know what? This has just been a marvelous stretch of all of our lives, hasn't it? <laughs> getting up to episode 99. Wow. There's a whole really cool TV character named Agent 99. So 99 is a 99's just fine. <laughs> oh God. Um, this week I am joined by returning guest all-time champion <laughs> Crystal <Yes>. Beth. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Crystal. I am happy to be here as the all-time reigning best champion. champion. <laughs> and uh newbie, newbie in the fluby. John Robert Wilson. Ooh, check out my Fluby, y'all. It's newbie Fluby <laughs> newbie time. Flubies. Hello, Crystal Beth and JR. Coming to y'all live from Colorado. Colorado, bright and fire-ridden Colorado. Oh, wait, are y'all on fire, too? We yes. are on fire, too. This is fucking... Oh, my God. We can't really go outside. Even there's signs on the, the street when you're driving down it that say, uh, unclean air, exercise yeah. indoors. Yeah, oh, it looks like you live in Colorado. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> Mordor out there. The sun is so red. What? Yeah. Oh, well, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> great, 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 great. Y'all might be the first ever guest I've ever had on Mountain Time. Oh, Ooh. wow. Weird trivia that I'm sure the listeners love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how have the last six months been? Seven for months. COVID? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's been trying just like for everybody. Crystal uh, got furloughed because she works in fine dining. And uh, I basically got double the workload. And yeah, it's been. I did a lot of home projects. Yeah. Ooh. I got hired back and then I quit. Hell yeah. And then I got a new job. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of time has passed. A lot of time has passed. It's yeah. crazy. It's like you can only start, you can only podcast and stream and video game for so long before you're like, I want to be back around people. I'm (laughs) I'm honestly nostalgic for March and April when it's just like, hell yeah, I'm going to be doing live streams on Instagram and I'm going to be doing more. Like it was, you were all so productive and we were all just like, yes, there were so Mm -hmm. many like, oh, I got to check out this live stream at this time. And now we're just all like, oh God. Well, Uh I don't want to, uh, uh, sabotage the conversation off, get it off topic. But just, just so you know, we are going to be getting back into improv because Amy Gerlich moved out here. Oh, right. And she's building a theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell. Wait, like literally building, literally a, theater. building a theater? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, are you going to be teaching? Yeah, probably. I mean, she offered it to me. Wow. That's super rad. I'd take your class. <laughs> oh, thanks. And the, uh, the studio audience is all, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be traveling to April 14th, 1996. Primal Fear ruled the box office. Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion topped the charts. And NBC aired the news radio episode Presence. Crystal and JR, you must have seen Presence before today. Uh, well, I was a bigger news radio fan than Crystal, so I actually have seen this, but it's been a very long time. <laughs> this was the first episode of news radio I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, it's um, it's hard to see Joe Rogan now, so young and I, so dopey. Not, not crazy. Not like yeah. a weird, like shaved head, roid maniac, like conspiracy yeah. theorist. It took me a while to figure out because I saw the credits and it said Joe Rogan, and I had to watch probably seven or eight minutes of the episode before I was like, "That <laughs> is that." I thought it was uh oh gosh, oh uh, what's his name, the Family Guy guy, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. I thought it was Seth MacFarlane at first. <laughs> he wishes. No, Seth MacFarlane wishes he was on news radio. Um, yeah, he does. No, nah, yeah. I mean, so this is the. I think this is the fourth news radio episode I've talked about on the podcast, um, which might make it the most talked about show. Oh, uh, wow. of my entire run because I. You want to be honest? Why we chose it? Oh yeah, I'll be honest with you because w- I feel like all the other shows, if there's too much stuff to talk about. You know, like like we could have watched the Simpsons episode that we could that you. But I was like, oh, we would have been had to make pages and pages of notes. But news radio is a fun enough oh, show where you can just watch it. Okay, like okay, that was a that was a fun little jaunt. Yeah. In, in that world i actually i was gonna note that uh i had the opposite problem of just like there are too many jokes like i there were so many yeah. jokes i thought were so funny that i was like i need to write that down but it's like no man you gotta just keep moving you can't write down every <laughs> joke there are so many jokes because i so y'all are huge star wars people so yes you're, you're star wars humans Still. <laughs> yeah we have a famous reaction video out there where uh the the force awakens hasn't come out yet and crystal cries uh, to react to the trailer and trivia, a little bit of, which is a trivia heavy ep- episode. We recorded that video in Colorado. Oh, wow. Before we moved here. Oh, <laughs> full cycle. Yeah. Uh, so I sent y'all a list of um, Star Wars themed or Star Wars like adjacent sitcom episodes, which includes <laughs> uh, the Simpsons episode where Mark Hamill does a voice. There's also right. the Friends episode where um, Ross has the Princess Leia fantasy and Rachel puts on the gold bikini, but she has the A New Hope side buns hairstyle, which is like, that's not well, no. whatever, whatever. That would take me out of it. No, yeah. <laughs> um, and then also there's a, that, that 70s show episode where they all go see Star Wars and there's right. like an extended, all of them role playing as Star Wars, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> um, but we will get to it uh, in a bit, but this episode has always stuck out. This episode literally blew my mind when I was uh, 11 years old, 11 and three quarters. Um, and it, yeah. it, it did because, yeah, we'll get into it because it, it is wild. It's, it's a uh, fond memories. Um, but this week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be talking about the news radio episode Presence. It is the 19th episode of season two and was written by Alan J. Higgins and Josh Lieb and directed by Lee Shallot Shamel. Here's how Crackle, the chicken soup for the soul streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> describes the episode episode literally is that uh lisa comes to the rescue after jimmy loses bill in a station owner's poker game cb and jr how accurate is that description pretty accurate i mean they yeah. we when we first watched we're like there's no star wars in this uh, like, are this, we watching the right episode in, in this deck uh, but yes that is correct uh the i always see their boss as um Milton from Office Space, like the yeah. stapler guy. Yeah, that's what that's um, what he is. But yeah, I, always, I, I can only see him as that. So it's funny seeing playing this kind uh-huh. of a misogynistic CEO well, just, dummy this, character. Yeah, he's just this the exact opposite. See, I was obsessed with news radio before I ever saw Office Space, so it's hard for oh, me okay. to watch. Yeah, because I watched yeah. this as it aired. I don't know how what like stroke of fate led me to find news radio when I needed it, but I did. And it was, it was uh, always on late <laughs> at night whenever I watched it. I wasn't just I was in high school, maybe a sophomore or a freshman. Ninety six high school, but it was I remember always watching it late at night. Yeah. It probably went you into reruns at that point. Up. That was my problem. Because <laughs> it was uh it jumped around the the time it had like eleven different time slots. It never had a home. Yeah. So the loyal people do that anymore with shows? I mean, now it's all just find it on streaming. So, like, does it yeah. even yeah. matter? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're like, you automatically have access to your demo. It's like, boom, just serve the content to your demo and move on to the next thing, yeah, I guess. There's no, there's no reason to give a shit about any type of, like, timing or anything, which is yeah. whatever. So, the, the episode begins with any... My favorite scenes in news radio are usually the ones where it's all of them around the conference room table, all talking. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
and the episode starts with Dave holding one of his usual like daily meetings and the very first joke is so we got a new copy machine because someone tried to photocopy some mirrored lenses <laughs> and Beth Vicky Lewis who I fucking love it's just like I was trying to do an experiment with the fifth dimension. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then my favorite, I love this, is Dave's response to that is something like, um, well, now that we've heard from Agent Scully. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, oh, how timey. How, I know. Uh, how That's topical. The, I loved this show because of the. there are so many pop culture references in this one episode that make it feel, I don't know, very 90s. It's very it's so ni- 90s. 90s was very, everyone was all consuming the same pop culture mm-hmm. so we right. could all make these kind of references and stuff which i don't know it feels like a cozy blanket to me it does i, I think the 90s is a I, I, if i could go back to a decade i would just want to explore that one for a while yeah i'd be fine with that well so crystal as as this is your first news radio episode how did you did you feel like it, it set up all the character games like all the characters well because it's a big cast it's like eight people mm-hmm I think they did. I was impressed, actually, because I found out. So Vicky is her name. Uh, Vicky Lewis. Beth is the name of the character. And Beth is her character. Okay, so they set her up perfectly. (laughs) And then they set up the nerdy guy really well while leading the the, uh, meeting. And you, it kind of was a good introduction to all of the people there just based off of that roundtable. Yeah. So I kind of knew who... And what everyone was in the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think they did a really, really good job. Yeah. I was just happy to see Phil Hartman again. You know, oh, uh. I th- feel like in this show, and this was his last show that he did, he's playing a cartoon version of himself, like an elevated version of himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, man, he's so good. And he's so funny. Of course, he's the voice talent. He plays the voice talent on a news radio show. Yeah, so it's perfect. It's absolute perfect casting. It's also the smartest thing for him to do after SNL, where it's like he was known mm-hmm. on SNL as being the ensemble person, the just person who was like the glue of the show. And so it's good that he didn't just go do the Phil Hartman show where he's a dad with a bunch of kids. Like mm-hmm. he instead took the role that was an ensemble of, you know, Dave from Kids in the Hall, Andy Dick from the Ben Stiller show. Uh, Vicky Lewis was like huge on Broadway. She just done Damn Yankees, I think. Uh, Joe Rogan from Future Fame, the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny fact is that role was originally Ray Romano in the pilot. Really? Yeah. Wow. And he, the show is one of the fastest multicam sitcoms probably to ever exist. Like it is such a quick paced show. And Ray Romano doesn't, he, they were like, he's just too slow. He cannot. Like, verbally, he cannot keep up with everyone else. He's just, his energy is very, uh, Deborah. Oh, you guys want me to fix this uh, radio console? <laughs> That's basically it. So they, like they find Bobcat out. Bobcat Goldthwait almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Bobcat Goldthwait was maybe almost cast in his radio as well. Like, that feels very right. Yeah, he's honestly. like best friends with Polly Short. He hangs out at the um, the comedy store a lot over in LA. You know, that's, right. that's a stomping ground, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure it is. So. They, they, the, a mixer is delivered and they're all like, wait a second, why is this here? What's going on? They just took a coffee machine. What is happening? They're like, oh, wait, <laughs> it's the broadcasters conference. That means that Jimmy James is <laughs> over there with all the other billionaire broadcasters betting things from the station. And I love this. I love the reaction to the coffee machine getting taken away because Bill, <laughs> the Bill has the immediate reaction of like, what are we supposed to do? Go without coffee and live like animals? <laughs> love that. <laughs> that was the first time I laughed out loud watching the show or watching this episode. Aww. Yeah, he's like well, animals in a third world country or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. I wish I just had a transcript of the entire episode because all the jokes are so perfectly written and delivered that it is like, I'm doing them a disservice. Uh, so the 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 cold open ends with uh matthew like joe just puts joe who's joe rogan uh plays the tech guy he puts the mix new mixing board on matthew's desk and matthew's like i need to you know i need to do work can you move this i need to get to my desk work (laughs) and when he picks it up of course everything from the mixing board just falls down and like starts crackling and smoking and stuff and then joe hoses him down with a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. You can actually, now, the, the angle that they shot it at, you can see like the little 
pyrotechnic and smoke special effects coming out of the desk <laughs> and not the uh, console. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. This I is did like when Andy Dick was like, "Don't you squirt, don't we spray? Don't you spray me with that fire extinguisher?" And then it starts smoking bah, bah, again. Bah, bah, and he was like, like, "Okay, spray me." Oh, <laughs> um, so what I love about this is this is another example of news radio, and I think I probably talked about this in every episode we've done because I think every episode we've done they've done this. They the writers intentionally fucked with NBC and the censors and stuff. They they liked messing with them. And so they started doing this thing where the cold open of every episode ended with a stupid physical comedy bit involving Matthew. Um <laughs> that that they didn't think was funny. They they more thought it was funny that they were ending every cold open with like him falling down. He would come into a scene that didn't even involve him and then just trip on marbles, and that would be the end of it. And they kept <laughs> doing it, and NBC was like, please stop ending every cold open with a stupid physical comedy bit with Andy Dick. Stop it. And they didn't. <laughs> and so that's why this one, like this weird extinguisher bit, like it's not, it's not that funny. And also it doesn't come back later. It's not even really great character work. It's just stupid. And then when you know <laughs> that if you watch a whole bunch of news radio, you'll start seeing the pattern of two minutes in every episode, he's going to fall on his face or he's going to do something. <laughs> it's, it's this meta thing. I just love it. <laughs> uh, isn't there like a famous story where Andy Dick and John Lovitz kind of get into it at a restaurant? Yeah. Um, I don't want to sidetrack us no, on that I story. So, I think everyone. There was something about, and I think it might be after the show ended, because when Phil Hartman died, John Lovitz came on for season five to take over as a new character. Right. And... The the gossip and rumors and stuff is that so Phil Hartman's uh, wife who killed him was a recovering drug addict. And the like tabloid rumblings around that time was that she was partying with Andy Dick, like Andy Dick got her back into drugs. And that okay. is what like led to the uh, tragedy is is like the urban legends and rumors that got started. And I think John Lovett's like after news radio ended like confronted him at a restaurant over that just like fuck you you killed phil hartman like you like just like tense but um yikes his he just had like last year was the 20th anniversary of his death and uh like abc or nbc or one of those one of those networks did one of those like true crime like the the death of phil hartman, phil hartman. yeah like 20 special 2020 and i watched that and they they try to dispel that as much as possible of just like you know those are just rumors but you know what we'll never know what actually happened we'll never we'll know, never know. Or it's really sad oh it's it 20 years yeah. yeah it's 20 21 years ago now um yeah i mean he yeah he did four seasons of news radio and then was killed like a week after the season four finale because it was like late may mm. it's uh awful um I do like, so then we get the theme song, but then right after the theme song, there is like a little button of Matthew still getting sprayed with the fire extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really fun. You don't see that that often of them. I, like, I've never seen the full version of the intro. I was oh, like, this really? is so long because everyone oh, wow. saw it. It was like cut down to this, this short version of it. Yeah. The seasons three and four, they actually did. Um, you saw them like it was them out in the city interacting with new york right, right and they shot you know like the family matters thing it's always like urkel's pushing at the door or like full house <laughs> yeah. like stephanie's like putting on her backpack so they right. did that for news radio but they gave all of them two or three different alternates where they were all doing different physical comedy gags and so when you would watch an episode you wouldn't know if you're gonna see you know a bird poop in bill mcneil's coffee cup or him knock the coffee cup off the roof or Joe stealing a traffic light or controlling it with a remote control. So like, <laughs> that's again, like another cool, stupid little like twist on the usual multicam sitcom formula that they did. Huh. <laughs> I had just, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a uh, font. Come of... here for the trivia folks. Hey, yo. So now we're back into the act one and Dave just wants that coffee. And that's a running joke throughout is like he just keeps wanting the coffee and he never gets like raises his voice about it. But he's very persistent. And I like that. I do remember his addiction to coffee was like a central plot point in an episode yeah. where they had to quit smoking for the yeah. because the office became a smoker friendly or smoke free environment. Yeah. Smoker. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they, yeah, there was a whole there's a whole plot line where like Bill has his smoking corner where he has his like recliner and like a stack of newspapers. Right. <laughs> and he keeps his ashtray on top of the newspapers or something and doesn't right. go well. Um So there oh my god, what what is this good luck? Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just looking at my notes and they aren't making sense. So Jimmy's back and he is disheveled and all of them are giving good luck charms. And this is another really great, like, character bit, especially for Beth. Um, do y'all have good luck charms? What would you give Jimmy? Uh, oh, you know what? I still carry around some a few mementos uh, in my backpack. I have an old... Uh, Stein token from Oktoberfest in Munich. Oh. For good luck. Which is funny because you definitely went to the emergency room the day after well, we that's, were at Oktoberfest. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was and throwing he, up blood. He didn't die. <laughs> didn't, he didn't die. die. Didn't, didn't die. die. See? Lucky me. I am a knock on wood. Knock on wood and salt over the shoulder. Those are my only two uh, super set. Oh, I also don't try to walk under ladders either that also just seems um, like a smart have... thing to do for safety yeah also but you i don't also, really have uh, you also have wild bill syndrome where you can't face oh i can't have my back to the can't door. have your back to the door of a restaurant oh i, I get really really uncomfortable i it yeah. sucks because who's after thing? you are you in witness protection is this not your you real that. name no yeah <laughs> i can't tell you that um but i don't have a any good luck anything really well, Beth I make has, my own luck. Beth has a lot of good luck items. She gives him like lucky Tic Tacs, lucky pencils that you're supposed to like tap to your forehead whenever you meet someone. Um, <laughs> Twelve times. Yeah. <laughs> she gives him a ring and he's like, oh, cool. What do I do with this? He's like, okay, you need to rotate it counterclockwise every 15 minutes. And then he's like, no, and gives it back to her and drops it. And then she like <laughs> picks it up. And then there's this great physical comedy moment where she like crosses herself three times, does a spin, spits on her hand and like salutes uh -huh. her. <laughs> Yes. Well, there's also one of the the part that I thought was really funny about that little bit with Beth was he she was like, or he said, "What happens if I forget to turn it?" And she goes, "My mother dies." My mother <laughs> dies. <laughs> very serious, very high stakes. And then when she so when it fell and she just got in her mouth and she's like, like crossing herself and everything that, ugh. I mean, it solidified the fifth dimension. Uh, theory <laughs> at the beginning. I was like, ah, she's fun. She is so good. That's like this show is so great. I mean, there's really only, well, there are two plot lines in this episode, just larger, like newsreader just packs in jokes. People that say that you can't do multicam sitcoms because it has to like, you have to wait for the laughter and blah, blah, blah. It's like watch <laughs> news radio. This is one of the most like joke dense shows. I yeah, and they seen. don't, they don't even like, bother with justifying why they can just insert characters and situations yeah. <laughs> i mean we can fast forward but like they literally just have uh half the characters at a poker game and then the other half just like you know what let's just have them rent a room in the hotel <laughs> that they're at on yeah. the company's dime and they'll just be like hanging out partying in there <laughs> it's, it's, like, just, okay. it's, so, it's so great Works. and it's like nominally they're all working at a radio station and it's like who's on air right now <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So there's like this this time period where this 24 hour news radio station can where the entire cast and crew can just go to a poker game. It's like who is the who was the night crew? Like yeah. what is the flip side of the news radio schedule? <laughs> uh, the other so the other one of the running like character things like the motivation is so Lisa and Dave are at this point like estranged. Like they've had like a falling out. Uh, Lisa's accusing Dave of being paranoid. Dave is like, you're a liar. Like, they're very, uh, things are very, very tense, and everyone else is caught in the middle of it. Um, what do we think about Dave and Lisa, uh, their, their chemistry? I don't think, <laughs> I could never ever see them together, together. And so I don't, I don't think it was even hard either. to buy when they were together. But, uh, it, you can tell it's still very 90s too, because all their problems are about their sex. Yeah. That yeah. they have. Because you you can't have any other type of relationship problems. Just you, the, the man is either underperforming in sex, or the woman is not having sex enough, or the right type of sex. It's like we can it's finally talk very, about this. We can finally talk about sex on TV. So that's what we're gonna yeah. do, people. Yeah, that's we were. You could tell we're like, and we still are, but we're very repressed 
society and like you know like going back to when we were in germany for oktoberfest they had like boobies on billboards and stuff no oh, big wow. deal no one gave me but here we're so puritanical and we clutch our pearls but <laughs> consider my you know I, uh, years ago it so. was hard for me to see them as a couple because i didn't get to see any build up to anything so <laughs> they were like yeah. oh we're not together and i was like yeah obviously you shouldn't be <laughs> I, I, I think that you guys are probably better apart even though i've never seen you together it was a weird uh a weird chemistry they have this really interesting dynamic because like this is another instance of news radio giving the middle finger to NBC because episode one, I think they might sleep with each other in episode one or something. NBC wanted it to be a Ross, Rachel, Sam, Diane, like oh. you, it, we're NBC and we are all about long build up, you know, will they, won't they? And Paul Sims, the creator was like, okay, cool. They're going to start dating in episode one. <laughs> like he just completely was like, nope, we're just going to jump in and do the exact opposite of what you want. NBC. Good. That's awesome. And so like, by the time we get to season two, they've already like their relationship goes up and down. There's a period releases. Actually the boss, like she gets Dave's job. I think like, I like them as a couple of performers. Like they, the way they write them together, I think is really interesting because they're, they both have, equal hand like they're both kind of like very equal in terms of like the funny lines the yeah and it, it, it they play off each other really well and they are not good for each other and the show also no. like <laughs> knows that a bit <laughs> like like i do love this episode proves like yeah dave is paranoid and like yeah lisa doesn't have a problem with lying she lies very easily <laughs> that's this whole episode <laughs> Yep. That was a great gag. She's like, who has the better poker face? Like, Lisa, how is your and Dave's relationship? <laughs> oh, it's going great. Never can we... Oh, I don't... She said something along those lines. And, and he's like, how about you? And he goes, well, I... Uh, 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 fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, Lisa, you're doing it. Yeah. So we find out then that Jimmy is, like, super distraught because he's lost something very valuable in the poker game. Yes. <laughs> he's lost Bill, and he traded him for a DBX console, which... Is worth like two million bucks. So like Bill oh, feels okay, a little yeah. bit better about that. Hey, it's justified. <laughs> I do. So like someone brings up like, how can you do this? What is that in your contract? And then Bill just pulls out his contract. And Dave, I think, is like, you just carry your contract around. And his response is, yeah, for moments like this, it doesn't seem so crazy, does it? <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. That's like a perfect improv scene response yeah. to he's like, yeah, I'm justifying what you just said. And yeah. It's not crazy because now we can read it. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you want the like smash cut to them all over at Bill's like going through his folders or like pulling out a drawer? Like, no, no it is just funnier and quicker if he just carries it with him. He has it on That's him. So funny. <laughs> and it finds out that like your employment is subject to act of God. And then the clause for that clause <laughs> is God for the purpose of this contract will be like Jimmy James. Yes. So, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, that's when we start getting the the planning session where like okay listen jimmy one of us is gonna go uh lisa or dave is gonna uh sub for you and then they find out lisa's like this crazy like she is it is canonical she is like a math genius like stats you know rain man-esque kind of figure um and so they're like cool you're perfect for this uh ex <laughs> except how do you play poker <laughs> Right. Right. That was Wait. a great a gag too, because the elevator closes as she's saying it, and they just pop the door back open and carry her into the first commercial break. Yeah, yeah. they're both like, "So, what is y'all's poker uh, situation? Are y'all poker fiends? Do y'all poke around?" No, we don't poke. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like, huh. games of strategy and lying are not. I don't have a good poker face. Crystal no. just learned how to play chess. Ooh. Yeah. I can play chess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I played blind poker, which no one else really knows what that is, but it's, you have, you start out with four cards and then you can't look at those four cards again, the entire game. And your goal is to end with the least amount of points. So jacks are worth zero points. Aces are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then, uh, Kings and Queens are 10. So your mm -hmm. goal is to get rid of your tens to get as low as you can but you can never look at your cards again after you start playing. It's really fun. I, and I don't think in the show they specify what kind, what kind of poker they're playing. So they could be playing that kind of poker. They're Crystal. not because they're looking at the cards. The whole yeah. Time. Okay. So they, <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think they're playing five card draw. 
Yeah. Or because they're not playing Texas Hold'em because then they don't have like, okay, let's turn over the flop and the oh, river yeah. card and not. Like, what stupid. is the most basic kind of poker? Like the I most think like five card five, draw. Yeah. You, 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 everyone gets five cards and then there's a round of you ante in. You can discard up to all your cards at once and get five new cards mm. or one new card or zero new cards. And then you make bets depending on what you have, I guess. Based off of your question, Brett, I imagine you don't play poker either. No. No, I'm, I you don't never, poke around, Brett. No, I don't poke. Uh, I've had some poke bowls. Ooh, <laughs> when oh, I go yummy, to LA, yummy. I've had some poke, but that's about. I don't really poke around. Um, but I do like every single sitcom has a poker episode. Uh, the very first yes. episode of Must Have Seen TV was me and Matt Little discussing Friends's the one with all the poker, <laughs> which also again has a. Um, showdown at the end between ross and rachel where like rachel just lost a job and she's gonna win the pot if like she wins this and so ross like says you beat me and then the last shot of the episode is everyone be like well what did he actually have and they all lunge for the cards which is kind of similar like this episode ends with again like it does what Uh did you actually have like yeah so there's it's really yeah there's kind of i would love to do just a stretch of just nothing but poker episodes yeah, I'm sure you like some poker. I think you would last a long time. Yeah, you've lots of episodes with that. So many. Um, but while they're teaching Lisa how to play poker, Bill is now giving all of his stuff away because he's expecting to be uprooted to Atlanta. <laughs> and he gives uh, Catherine his stapler. He then gives like Beth the three hole punch. <laughs> It's it's soup, and he always has like a speech to give them. Like, yes, I have always liked you, have respected you, and I stole this off you in nineteen eighty eight. Like, yeah, I like when he yells at the guy, and he's like, "Your obnoxious laughter," or something like that. <laughs> and the guy's like, "I don't even work here." He's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh." <laughs> it's this really you great. You think I didn't know you were here? <laughs> it's this really great beat, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> Um, and that is the guy playing that random uh, guy that doesn't work there is Joe Fury, who is a writer on news radio. Uh, So I did like, so after she says, how do you play poker? They take her into the break room and then Jimmy starts with like poker started back with the Druids, the Druids. (laughs) (laughs) And then Dave is like, "Uh, can we fast forward about four or five centuries? And then he's like, okay, space poker or space poker. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just really good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, oh. it, and then so th- there was another little runner right here where like i think jimmy's like oh my god like i'm so nervous do you have any coffee and the dave pointedly says no no because <laughs> they took the coffee yeah, I, uh, in I the snack like, bar and it's not even like i don't even think the studio audience caught that or laughed at it because it is such a quick character thing but i just love that the right the script is so dense just love that uh and then when um I mean Lisa's like, okay, cool, do suits matter? And Jimmy's like, we usually wear casual clothes, and then Dave is like, No, there's diamonds, hearts, jacks, and wait, diamonds, hearts, spades, spades, and clubs. clubs. And then Beth is walking at that point and she goes, They're always after me, lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> Which also made me laugh. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, there, there's just like so many. And then right after that, Joe comes in. This is another classic news radio. Like everyone is piling on jokes. Like they just keep coming. Joe comes in. He's got marked cards that he's marked with rat poison. Yeah, radioactive rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all of me like throw them down. Um, Bill comes in. I don't know, like. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm always fascinated with Crystal's uh, new perspective on news radio. I mean, like, at this point, I feel like, do you feel like you know all these characters inside and out? Because there's another huge group scene where they're all just playing their character games again. Yeah, it... it for 20, was it 23 minutes yeah. of show? I could see how easy it was. it's like watching an episode of modern family honestly where you're like oh i know who these people are and who they're going to be in every episode yeah and i i like when they when they, he was like oh it's radioactive poison or whatever and they're like ah! and they like go wash their hands and it was just such a little thing where and then when andy dick starts like Eating. chewing on the He's edge like, of the yeah, card he's like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> that i was like oh this is fun (laughs) bill comes in at this moment to continue his game one of the things i love about news radio is that usually a sitcom will have an a plot that's in these scenes with these characters a b plot that's over here with these characters news radio does this thing like this is literally bill 
taking his B plot, dragging it into the A plot to interrupt it and be like, here, I stole all these things from you. Letha, Lisa, here's your birth control pills. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh. Like, how did he get those? <laughs> and why? Yeah. <laughs> and that's so great. And then he leaves and then we're back to the A plot again. I just, I love how it's such a, there's an improv form to be made out of this. I'm trying to, I guess it's more of like a mono scene kind of is how you would like. Yeah, everyone would have to have really strong character games and it would be mono scene. Or what's the scene where it's like the rooms are connected? Oh, what macro scene like I did? Oh, yeah. No, uh, macro scene is maybe because macro scene was like the mono scene, but it moves like you can follow <laughs> right. them in real time, too, which is actually what news radio does. They're usually just walking back and forth from the kitchenette yeah. to Dave's office. Like just. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just like, yeah, every, like uh, you said, everyone's character game is so specific. You just need to watch one scene. You know where everyone's coming from, yeah. <laughs> you know, without them saying so what their philosophy or their outlook on life is, um, you know, it's, it's so good. They're really good. It's it's really specific, really crisp. Really rehearsed. Really just makes me, I would love to Point. have worked on this show. Um, so this is where the Star Wars-ness comes in. Because Joe, you know, in addition to making up those, like, rat poison uh, cards, he's also has a good... Is he called, like, a good luck charm? Does he tell Lisa yeah. there's a camera in it? I don't think he does. He doesn't tell her that there's a camera in it. He's like, here's my good luck Boba Fett charm. Yeah. And then she's like... Boba Fett, an intergalactic bounty hunter featured in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I know. It's like, now this is what I really want to get into is Joe's response <laughs> to that is, how do you know that? Yeah. Because this speaks to why this episode blew my mind in 1996 is like, hey, people, no one knew what Star Wars was for like yeah, 10 the, years. Yeah. Yeah. The prequels came out in 99. Year? 90. 99. So the prequels were going to be coming out for another three years so at this point. There is. So what Joe hands her is, um, I have the figure right there. It's right there. Is the 1995-96 <laughs> Power of the Force relaunch action figure. So like in 1985 is when Hasbro discontinued their Star Wars toy line. Like they still try. They Two years after Return of the Jedi, they were still cranking out toys, trying to get people to care. But like... You know, it, the movies were done. The franchise was over. People were moving on to G.I. Joe and the Ninja Turtles, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, then 10 years, there are no Star Wars toys. Like, this is... I discovered Star Wars in 91, like, New Year's 90 into 91. And so well, I had... <laughs> I had to use G.I. Joe's as my Star Wars figures. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking, me and Crystal, yesterday we were watching a show. It was called like The Toys That Made Us or yes, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. There's one episode specifically about Star Wars toys. And I was like, I recognize some of those old Ewok play sets because I got them as the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves <gasps> play sets yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and they basically just rehashed Star Wars stuff to for our generation. And so, like, it was nowhere. And... No one in elementary school knew what Star Wars was. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, I had my full screen VHS tapes. I inherited a bunch of action figures from my sister. I would go to the comic book stores yeah. and beg my mom to buy me old toys, which she was always just like, why do you want me to spend $10 on this Emperor Palpatine figure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was solitary in my Star Wars love as well, because I was, let's see, fifth in fifth grade so oh my gosh i don't even know 95 are you asking me <laughs> oh, <no>. i <laughs> guess yeah i guess it must have been 94 95 that i first saw star wars and was like this is amazing yeah um and i never really got any toys but my dad did marry a woman who worked for kenner making Whoa. star wars toys in the 80s whoa and G.I. Joe. And G.I. Joe. She has all the old faces. She sculpted all the faces of G.I. Joe. Yeah. Holy she shit. She has a, her arts and crafts room. We walk in and she's got like a little pegboard that's just lined with little heads on it. Like a... Of all the different... Like a little Vlad did. the Impaler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of creepy, but also like, holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. I love you wouldn't think. Big dinosaur from the Jurassic Park stuff <gasps> she did too. Yeah, you wouldn't oh. think. So she lived in Cincinnati and worked for Kenner. Oh, right. Yeah. That's super rad. Yeah. I remember, like, I had Applause, the, like, PVC statue company 
in like the early nineties would make like little like nine inch plastic statues. And I had mm-hmm. those. I uh, got them from Suncoast Video. <laughs> so, Ooh, like, I forgot about Suncoast. Yeah. So like when Lisa says, like when, when Joe's like, how did you know that? He's responding to the fact that in 1996, it, Boba Fett is not a character that everyone knows. Whereas in 2020, everyone fucking right. knows what Boba Fett is. Everyone knows he's a Mandalorian even. Or yes. that he's just wearing Mandalorian armor. Boba Fett might not actually be a practicing Mandalorian or from Mandalore. We don't actually know that. Find Um, this out this year. We might find out because they've cast Boba Fett for Mandalorian season two. I I, uh, watched the trailer again this morning. I I haven't watched it yet. I'm so afraid it's going to give things away. So good. It really only seems like there's footage from just two episodes. Of the yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like does it show Ahsoka or the Dark Blade? No, they don't show it. And I am very certain that they are not even going to confirm that any of them are in the season until their episodes air. Because like wow. none of, they all haven't right. even confirmed that Rosario Dawson or Katie Sackhoff, they've not officially said anything. It's all just the whole like agents and. Oh, I'm gonna get such a so television boner when if I see Katie Sackhoff uh, as Bo Katan. It's very exciting. <laughs> but this is 1996, and it's 24 years ago, and none of this at all matters except <laughs> when the Power of the Force figures came out, and I was like, holy shit, they're making actual Star Wars figures again. I bought all of them, um, even though the sculpts are insane, and they all have huge muscles for some reason. <laughs> like, Luke's chest is like fucking Pamela Anderson double Ds. Um, and so when I saw that Joe Gorelli has this Boba Fett action figure on TV, they said the words Empire Strikes Back and Intergalactic Bounty Hunter and like Honda Jabba. Like they, they said all this on TV. And that was so rare in 1996 that it just melted yeah. my brain. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why this episode is always stuck in my head as a Star Wars episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it took till this point for us to get there. And John, I was like, are you sure we're watching the right episode? And that's and then when the Boba Fett came out, I was like, ah, there's the Star Wars. There it is. Yeah, there we go. Um, and that's like the act break. So when when it comes back up, they're now back. They're now in the hotel, like going to the poker game. Lisa gets out her Boba Fett figure, and then Dave's immediate reaction is this like excited, like, oh hey, Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's so he's so excited, and then. They're like, what? And he's like, oh, an intergalactic bounty hunter who brought Han Solo from Bespin. He said Bespin on TV. And that's like, say Bespin, Bespin. yeah. And he like faded out at that point where he was like, from the Cloud City, it's called Bespin. Yeah, yeah. It's this weird thing because like, so Star Wars was my, it was literally like my thing growing up when I, from 90 to 90, the re-releases came out in 97. So from 90 to 97, Star Wars was like my secret thing that I thought only I knew about. And uh-huh. so when, I, when you see this, you see in the writer of this episode said Bespin. And so like that told me, 12 year old me, there are people, <laughs> they know. There are people know like me this. out there. Yeah, they know about this and they work on news radio. Um, and then tell myself that in 24 years, uh, Star Wars discourse is going to ruin your life. Yeah. And I wish oh, I could just God. go back to just loving my thing I love and not actually having to listen to what literally anyone else says about it. Yep. Oh, that's what I was like. It's everyone's now. There's Star Wars oranges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars God. bananas. Oh, man. Uh, I love Mandalorian. Um, so that, this is where I love this episode is like, so yeah, like I, like you said earlier, the, so they're doing their actual poker mission and then Beth, Joe, and... Uh, Catherine are just like cool yeah we got a hotel room above (laughs) just there (laughs) Joe's like Catherine's like how did you find a camera small enough built it how did you make the parts like I built those two built the parts too (laughs) made the fabricated them and then while this is going on Beth is jumping up and down behind the bed bed. do y'all do that when you get a hotel room immediately start jumping up and down on the bed if it's a really nice one yes yeah only if it's really nice hell yeah I love that feeling Oh, yeah, this isn't mine. <laughs> I love that. Every time I've gone to like set visits and like junkets and stuff, like when I went to the Boy Season Two junket last fall, and like the hotel they put us up in in uh, Toronto was so nice. Oh wow! Did you get to go to that? I didn't know oh, you got to go. To that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was last October, and uh, since I didn't know what else to do, I ate all my meals that weren't part of the junket at the mall that was a five minute walk away. <laughs> That's <laughs> I hated that burnt. food court like five times because I didn't know where else to go. I love that you're staying in this well, like, really nice hotel. It was a nice mall. Like, when time I, for a Panda Express. Yeah, when I lived in New York City, I loved going to food courts out when we were at places other than New York City. Because in New York City, food courts aren't really a no, thing. Yeah. It's a food block. Yeah. And I'm a 
like a garbage monster when it comes to food. So I'm just like, oh, yes. But also, I, I felt cultured because Canada has different fast food restaurants in America. So, okay, you know, I felt better about that. Like, I had some, like, Canadian Mexican food, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm so far away from Mexico. <laughs> I do like it is. I do love this moment where Joe's like, he's got the camera going, he's got his glasses on, and he's like, oh, okay, cool. So, like, Lisa just dealt these two cards, and then <laughs> Catherine's like, okay, great. So, how are we supposed to use this information? <laughs> yes. And they pause <laughs> for the longest beat. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And then the next scene, like, we cut to they're downstairs, and then Beth is like, thrown together a makeshift maid's outfit she's like carting in <laughs> some food she's like so who ordered the jack cheese and the king crab two pairs <laughs> i love that moment and then i love that lisa is like it's not a maid this is my co-worker she is trying to cheat and she has told everyone my hand <laughs> Yeah, even though it's so joke heavy, they're like, by the way, audience, wink, we know this isn't a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then Dave underscores is like, okay, cool. So, uh, Lucy, Ricky's waiting for you back at the Tropicana. <laughs> like, he makes an <laughs> I love Lucy joke. I love that. <sighs> um, also, at this moment, Bill is like, we cut back and Bill is still giving away his stuff. <laughs> He's still. Yep. I like the it's a big line of people <laughs> yeah. now, right? And also, like, all the lights are out. Like, it insinuates that it is. I don't know, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., like, people have been waiting for hours to, like, be like, what office supplies did Bill McNeil steal from me at some point? <laughs> I love that. And I like that he has Andy Dick behind him whispering everyone's names. Yeah. Like a king. Yeah, like he's his court yeah. clerk or something like that. I mean, it's very accurate of their relationship. It's very much like um, Tony Hale on Veep with <laughs> always, like, behind yeah. President <laughs> Selena. Yeah. Uh, so back at the hotel, Joe is now just watching Hogan's Heroes on his goggles, which is a really perfect classic TV show for him to be watching because that's also a like espionage, uh, hijinks heavy show. Um, yeah. Either of y'all ever watch Hogan's Heroes? It's been so, so, so long. I, but like, I, I kept asking myself when I was watching, I was like, if you can watch Hogan Hogan's Heroes on the little antenna in his in his VR headset or whatever he built. They have like probably a nice TV in that nice hotel room too, don't yeah. they? <laughs> also, it's like, hey, Joe, I think you just maybe invented like iPhone-esque technology or something. Yeah. Like, maybe you <laughs> should um, market that. Uh, um, while he's uh, watching Hogan's Heroes and all of a sudden some like a hot dude knocks on the door and he's like, you guys order a massage and... <laughs> Beth and Catherine are like right over here. Yeah, me, me, me. We did. Yay! See those two old guys come out, <laughs> and then Catherine's like right over there, baby. Right over there is all her. This is great. And again, we don't need any of these scenes. None of no. these scenes add anything. They're just funny. <laughs> um. So then we go back to the actual game where we don't actually see a lot of the poker game. No, no. I'm fine. Just with like that. the final hand and. Yeah. The results of the hand previous to the final hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't need. I'm fine with that. I and like. It, yeah, else I don't think I needed to yeah. see people fold. Or and it's it's atypical. It's not typical because usually in these poker game episodes, there's a big pile of high stakes chips in the center or in someone else's pot or hand or yeah. whatever. But here, it's just a bunch of slips of uh, station hotel stationery yeah. with stuff written on it, and they're <laughs> like, "Okay, what's in the pot now?" Uh, the soundboard, a uh, news truck, a 50 megahertz megawatt tower, and da 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 da. Uh, don't forget the coffee. Yeah, coffee. <laughs> don't forget the coffee. Yeah. And then Lisa raises all of them by adding in one station manager, Dave. Dave, yeah. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> um, and so, like, Dave, of course, freaks out. He pulls Lisa aside, and then Lisa tells him, like, Okay, okay, I have four jacks. So just, like, fucking, like, keep it cool, asshole. <laughs> she doesn't curse. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, yeah, if you, you trust me. It's all, it's, we're literally coming back full circle to the beginning of the episode yeah. with their little trust and beef and the, the sex that they had. The, the sex, the sex mischief. The sexy sex. Oh, yeah. Um, And so she goes back. And then the guy, like, I don't know. What is he? Does he flop down his cards? I can't. Like, he looks at Lisa. No, he looks at Lisa and she was like, be cool. Don't say anything. And the coffee guy is just 
smiling excessively yeah. at yeah. the other guy. Dave that's is when he just folds. smiling, the biggest shit-eating grin. Yeah. And he just throws his cards up. He's like, I fold them out. <laughs> and so they win everyone back. Yay! Yay! And then there's this, then my, I don't know, maybe my favorite joke of the entire episode is like, they walk over to the window and they're like, oh, great, we got everything back. And then... Lisa throws the Boba Fett figure out the window. She says something like, oh, it had yes. nothing to do with luck. Yes. You know, it wasn't luck at all. She just throws out the window. And then we just smash cut really quick. Just quick cut. To, are they getting massages? So, like, Beth and Catherine are getting massages, I think. I didn't even notice. I just know Joe is in the jo- bed. Joe is in the bed. And then he is just screaming top of his lungs with his, like, arms and like <laughs> and then behind him i think is Catherine and beth getting massages and I it's only right it's like one second it is so quick it's but such it, a quick cut yeah it was so funny though it's so good <laughs> i just love that little moment and so she puts her cards down and she's like what do you do if you need to see if i actually had four jacks like look i'm not you know whatever man so mm-hmm. puts them down she leaves and dave starts to leave and he turns around and he grabs them. And it's a pair of sixes. <laughs> yeah, paranoid. But he gets a consolation almost because one of the other ladies that has been there that Dave has been talking to over in like yeah, the, the ladies corner. The ladies corner, the ladies table. <laughs> yeah. Of all the like the people that are there with the men. Um She's like, hey, do you want to go get like something? Do you want to hang out or whatever? He's like, oh. She's like, do you want to do something with me? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, that'd be fine. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to need to run your credit card number first. Bum, bum, bum. He's like, oh. oh, oh, ooh, yeah, okay. ooh, ooh, 90s hooker joke. Uh, <laughs> and that is, that the that's the end of the main episode. Then we get the stinger at the end. Or the credits are rolling. And Bill is on the phone and he gets told like, oh, great. I'm not going to Atlanta. I have not been sold. This is awesome. Thank you. Like, et cetera. And then on his way out, he's just filling his pockets with office supplies. <laughs> that's amazing. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, and I'll mention this now instead of in the notes later. Did you notice that the there's a credit for the Boba Fett figure? No, no. It says like Boba Fett figure provided by J T Hut. Jabba, Jabba the, the Hut. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. It's great. I love that. Yep, I love it so much. Are y'all ready for some must-have facts about this episode of television? Oh, yes, I please. am ready for Ooh. these facts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Um, so 9.2 million people watched this episode of television. Wow. That is not a lot at all for 1996. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's that's like New York City. Yeah. So this episode, uh, it was nine point two million. It was number thirty two for the week of all the shows. It was thirty second. Oh there were thirty one shows that came out that week. Yeah, of all this the is based off of the Nielsen ratings. Nielsen ratings. Yeah. So that is, uh, yeah, that news radio was never a big hit. It was tied with Mad About You, though, which is what opened. So that might be what kept it. It's like it didn't lose any viewers from Mad About You. They both came in at 9.2 million viewers. So people wow. were watching that fine hour of comedy. Were either of you Mad About You super fans in the 90s? Nah. Love, 
Love that. I've uh, seen a couple a couple of episodes. That adult comedy of two New York adults having a marriage really appeals to children and teens. <laughs> yeah, really. That's their demo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the top five shows of that week were Home Improvement oh, at five, oh. uh, Caroline in the City at four. Okay. And then number three was Friends, two was ER, and number one was Seinfeld. Of okay. course. Of course. Sense. I mean, this is the golden era of, like, 90s musty TV-ness. Uh, yeah. The fact that Caroline the City is in the top five shows that. <laughs> Although I, I can't like believe her. Home Improvement was still, like, one of the I main shows. I can't even remember yeah. that show. Wait, Caroline Home Improvement. Oh, okay. That's Leah Thompson. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Oh, that's She right. was a cartoonist. Yeah. Yeah. Her neighbor was in Cats, which for a very long time was literally all I knew about Cats was that Annie was in Cats. <laughs> I did not learn the plot of Cats until uh, when that first trailer for the movie came out, like last October or whatever. Yeah. And my coworkers lost their mind and they told me that it's about, you know, cats competing to see who, who gets to like be sacrificed to go to heaven or whatever. Yeah. What? I yeah. thought they were from space and they came to Earth. It's like a spaceship. They get right, like a jellical spaceship to heaven jellical, or something. Jellical, yeah. yeah. I, and so I they like, aren't on Earth. And it's also, it, they are on, on Earth, I think. Have oh, any of okay. us ever, none of us have seen Cats? No. <laughs> no, I'm still waiting for the butthole edit of yeah, the movie. Yeah, please. Oh. So, I think we should just watch, uh, we should just launch the Cats Minute. <laughs> where we never watch <laughs> Cats. We oh, never look God. anything up. The three of us just talk about Cats. Oh, can you imagine doing that podcast <laughs> that for like a year amazing. and a half? Ugh. I know there's a Booster for Jones. Ugh. Booster for Jones. Booster for Jones. I think so. I don't no know. No way. Um, oh, no way. No way. <laughs> so, the, uh, so this was the weird time when News Radio came on Sunday nights for some reason. It was So the NBC Sunday night lineup at this time was Dateline, followed by Mad About You and News Radio, and then a movie. And the movie for this week, maybe appropriately enough, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I like that. when they used to do movies on TV. <clears throat> yeah, are they doing the that? They're coming back. Yeah, are they doing that now? Because, like, there is what is TV right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, uh, uh, the Emmys are still happening for some fucking reason. I'm that's so, right. So angry. How are they doing them? I guess they virtually. Have shipped, I don't know. They've shipped out, like, 130 different, like, rigs with, oh. like, a camera, teleprompter, etc., and, like, internet hookup. To every to like 130 of the nominees, and all they have to do is plug it up. But then it'll all feed to the main like switchboard, and they're going to be flipping between 130 different live feeds. So, Dear Lord, when it, which is crazy because they could have just uh, released a press release. Yeah, yeah. because I don't think people are like desperate to see the Emmys. In, people in ain't desperate to see the Emmys in a normal year. Every single year has less and less ratings. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and. Even the I, celebrities that go don't want to be there. No, I'm like, well, yeah. the reason they would they want to go is like, oh, okay, cool. So like, I get to go to a party essentially. Like the only, yeah. I'm assuming I would only want to go to the Emmys for like, oh, I get to see celebrities and hang out with my friends and get drunk afterwards, right. because that ends at it ends at like six over there, and so they right. get like a whole night. Of, like that sounds fun. Yeah, I can't that imagine like fun. taking away everything else and be like, okay, all you celebrities stuck at home now you have to. Watch the Emmys with none of the perks. Like, ew. ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew. Live like us for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. <clears throat> um, on IMDb, 115 users rated this episode an 8.2 out of 10. Very bad. Do you think that should go higher, lower? What do y'all think? Oh, I think they're right on the money. Yeah. Mm. I would give it a nine. Oh. Go higher. High like, expectations, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just got so good. So many good jokes. So dense. So rewarding. I Watching feel like I need to, like, binge the whole <laughs> ser uh, series now. It's on Crackle. First three seasons are on Crackle, yeah. which literally is the chicken soup for the sole streaming service. They bought it. <laughs> they bought it from Sony. <laughs> and, I, and you don't notice it until like some of the sponsored ads they have are chicken soup for the soul books. And I'm just like, oh my oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> so weird. Making them. Yeah, like <laughs> they're still making those? Great. Uh, who had the must see performance in this episode? Who was the MSP of the cast? Uh, it is. 
the standout performance is gonna have to be <clears throat> Bill. I like Bill too. I will give it to Beth. Beth is yeah, Beth That's, had a lot I, of fun stuff. I honestly might have given it to Beth in every episode I've done so far. I don't <laughs> I, like, I could also easily give it to like Dave and Lisa. And also, you know what? Joe Rogan's one physical comedy moment of getting thrown out a window is really funny. Um, that <laughs> is, was really funny. That caught yeah. me off guard. I would say the writers won this one. Yeah, yes. the, must, the must see writing. <laughs> and lastly, must other people see this episode of television? I think so. Yes, this is a I must think, see episode. I think it's, I mean, I've not seen any other news real yeah. newsroom. Newsroom. Yeah. Nose radio? Nose, nose reels. I've never seen any more news radio episodes, but this was a really awesome 23 minutes to learn who everyone was. Thanks for indulging me, sweetheart. I I, I, I kind of was like, hey, can we please do the news radio one? Because well, I love so Phil Hartman. I got the email, or well, we both got the email, and I read it earlier, and I was like, well, I'll get back to him. And it was that 70s show, Friends, uh, Simpsons. Simpsons Radio, and Simpsons. Yeah. And John was like, do you want to do a news radio or Simpsons? And I go, oh, you don't want to do Friends or that 70s show? And he was like, well, I don't know how we get to watch that. And I was like, you can get anything online free. And he goes, no, I don't want to do that 70s show or Friends. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you pick. I'll do whatever you want. He's like, if it streams on Netflix and leaves Netflix, it's dead to me forever. Because (laughs) both of those shows have left Netflix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I usually ask, is this a good first episode of a, and I do think this is a great first episode for people who've never watched news radio. Just, I think it's one of the shows where you could probably pick any episode from the first four seasons and you're gonna yeah. be good. There are a lot of episodes where you feel like you, this is a perfect introduction to this show. And it does have continuing plot lines. Uh, they do arcs and stuff. Like there's an arc where Matthew gets fired and they all have to try to get him back. There's the Lisa has Dave's job arc. Um, there's a Jimmy James is running for president arc, but like even with oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Uh, Super Monkey Karate Death Car or whatever. Uh, right. Even with all of that, they still do such a great job of just like making it very accessible. It's mm-hmm. a delight. Um, it is a delight. Yay! What a what a world. <laughs> what a world um, we used to live in. Where can people find y'all on the internet to talk about news radio and Star Wars? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Crystal Beth, and I am a part of a Star Wars D and D campaign done by the Rebels Rebels podcast. And they're a really awesome group of guys. So you can find that at uh, Rebels Rebels on the iTunes. Yeah, and uh, you can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at Jr underscore plays games. This and my Twitch at Twitch TV slash John Robert Wilson. And I just basically been trying to get through this. Uh, this uh pandemic by playing video games what are you twitching how's the twitchies it's going good i I haven't twitched for about a week or so but uh, i usually twitch uh, space games or i'll do like a i still subscribe to old magazines because i'm an old man and so i'll I'll read magazines and stuff and talk talk about the games in the magazines but like over like gameplay videos and stuff like that so oh we have a good time that's a good time i want to i i I'm trying get to get into PC gaming, Brett. I'm the guy. Give me a call. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how nice. to do. I want to try to figure out how to do Twitch just for um, doing must have seen TV live things. Like I would like to do live mm, events. Great. I can help with that. And I don't. Uh, it seems very complicated. It it's, can be. Yeah, but it can also not. Yeah. Because I've been watching what you want to do in early pandemic. All the drag queens were hopping on Twitch and doing shows from their living rooms. And yeah. that was super fun. I got a Twitch account just to watch that <laughs> nice that's awesome um, good and now we are uh, all broken down yeah and, uh, <laughs> dead inside, whatever. um that does it for this episode of must have seen tv thanks again to my guests crystal beth and john robert wilson for dropping by and talking about news radio with me next time a hundredth episode thank y'all next time is the 100th episode you are not ready i'll be discussing the adams family episode portrait of gomez portrait of gomez is in season two episode 13 you can stream it on prime video special 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 things await you that you have waited 100 episodes for you don't even know what's coming because i haven't told you unless you are facebook friends with me then you know because it isn't that big of a secret but please 
uh, tell all your friends and get pumped for the 100th episode. Uh, until then, I want to hear from all of y'all. Follow Most Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram. Let's talk about sitcoms. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. If you like what you've heard, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts because it helps out. Follow me on Twitter, and I already told you to do that. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. And thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to everyone to listening to 99 plus a couple of bonus episodes where I ramble on uh, episodes all these years. And I will see y'all next time on the 100th Must Have Seen TV. <laughs> 